You are listening to the Ortho Idea Podcast, where we bring you the newest trends in orthopedic technology. Tune in for engaging interviews with medical device executives, surgeons, and surprise special guests discussing new disruptive technology in the marketplace. Here is your host, Eric Anderson. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the Ortho Idea Podcast. My name is Eric Anderson. I'll be your host today. And today I have the honor of speaking to Jansen Cole, who is the Vice President of Marketing for Artelon, which is an exciting new technology to the marketplace. And he has agreed to come on and talk about Artelon and what they are doing in the marketplace. So without further ado, Jansen, how are you today? I'm good, Eric. Appreciate the invitation. You know, I haven't looked at all the people you've met on here. It's a good group to be a part of. So thrilled to get to chat with you a little bit today. Well, that's great. Thanks. I, I know you're a very busy person. So thanks for coming on and uh, agreeing to talk about Artelon. And if you would, just Artelon in general, give a little synopsis about how it started and you know the origins and all that yeah. good stuff. Part of what makes me like marketing is I like good stories. And, and Artelon's got a pretty pretty good story. And to be a good story, you kind of have some high points, some low points, and some things in the middle. And that really is what we've got with this company. It all starts with a gentleman by the name of Lars Peterson. If, you're, if you've been around the sports medicine side of, of orthopedics for a while, that name probably stands out to you. He's a AOSSM Hall of Famer, resides in Sweden. And if you go back to the early 80s, he was very active in a lot of the Olympic and national soccer teams and, and actually consulted with several of like the Premier League and you know, some of the European big clubs and that sort of stuff. Saw a great deal of ACL injuries. And he, like several others back in the eighties, you know, they, they were confronted with this idea of creating a second injury to solve the first entry. You know, they have to go get allograft to then go fix the ACL or not autograph. And just as a physician, there was a challenge within a lot of the, the thinkers of the time is how do we, how can we avoid that? Can we do this synthetically? So Dr. Peterson was kind of in a group of physicians at the time that pursued several different synthetic options to maybe avoid having to go take tissue from, from elsewhere to solve this problem. We all kind of know what happened along that way, whether it was Dacron or Gore-Tex and PDA, you know, there's just several technologies that were looked at by really smart people and, and very, very intelligent companies. And at the end of the day, they all failed to actually make an impact on the market. And so Dr. Peterson kind of went through this round and he sat back and, and you know, really spent some time trying to figure out what was missing in all the design criteria of these. And so he settled in on really two criteria that he really wanted to build around if he was going to continue to try and solve this problem. That was he wanted a material that was kinematic. He felt like elasticity being built into this material was very important. Most of the things up to this point, primary focus was strength, which seems intuitive. Biologically, there's, there's a different story there that, includes elasticity. And, and Dr. Peterson felt like that was important. And number two, he just felt like at some point we need to give all this back to the body. If you just look at fracture plates as a case study, we've all learned along the way that no matter how thick you make a plate, if that malunion exists, that plate will fracture at some point. Biology's got to at some point take back over or else everything we're doing at this point, you know, from a device standpoint is only a temporary fix. It will fail at some point. So those were these grandiose ideas he had in design. 
He also had a buddy there in Gothenburg, Sweden, that just happened to be part of a chemistry lab, polymer lab that had won a recently won a Nobel Prize, not not in Ardalan, but for different aspects of chemistry. So pretty bright friend of him. And together they they sat down with this design criteria and started working out polymer chemistry and then that moved to textile chemistry. And so that was kind of the brainchild of the core technology of of what we've got. That was 20 years ago. And so really Start in Sweden had its has had its clinical legs in the European market to begin with. There was some experience in, in the US. I think if we have the ability to look back objectively, you look at different management groups and, and, and focuses at the time, this group was really good at science. Commercialization and, and marketing and sales and, and that sort of stuff was not the strong suit of this group. And so, you know, that that's kind of what we characterize the Swedish experience as is really, really interesting, high level thinking ideas and then development and then a lot of research. I mean, truthfully, they created this thing and it was built around ligaments. But as they looked around, they thought, well, it's maybe good for here and here and here. And so they, they did a really vast collection of, of research and studies and all different indications. At the end of the day, the commercialization piece was, you know, wasn't their strong suit. Fast forward to, you know, today, it's no longer housed in Sweden, but, you know, we are based in Marietta, Georgia. And so we've got the luxury of their scientific work. I think we probably understand this material biologically and mechanically as well as anything on the market with, with a 20 year experience. You know, I think in the last four or five years, what we've really dialed in on is one, trying to be very aware of what we're good at and what we're not. And I think with any company, you really have to have clarity on that. And we've try to be very honest and humble within our organization to come to terms with that too. In line with that is picking a market segment that we felt like had room for us, was looking for some new answers and some new ways to do things that also mended with the skill sets and the relationships of our management team. And so foot and ankle, specifically foot and ankle sports medicine space felt like a good fit for you know where, where this group, where our talents exist. So that's kind of the last 20 years. So today we are curious, nerdy group that you know really wants to do some things that make an impact around ankle stabilization. And that's a place where we we're very interested, very curious, really trying to kind of figure out how we can you know add to the body of work that's, that's been done in that area. Gotcha. Well, thank you very much for highlighting the, the origins of Ardalan and how we got to where we are now. Can you talk a little bit about the product material and things of that nature and, and what it really addresses? Sure. So from a composition standpoint, it's a copolymer. It's a polycaprolactone, polyurethane, polycaprolactone, polyurethane urea complex, right? So the magic in our sauce is really, because neither one of those are all that exotic from a med device standpoint. Those Either one of those exists in several different devices throughout medicine. I guess the, the magic in our sauce is, is the ratio with which they are put together because that's how we kind of dial in that, that core, both resorption, but also some of the, the mechanical properties. Adding to that, though, is, is the second piece is it's a textile. So by how we take these fibers and put them together, we can also obtain and alter both the biological interaction as well as the mechanical interaction. So at its core, if you've not seen it, it looks like a shoelace, if you will, a stretchy shoelace. 
comes in different widths and, and lengths based on kind of what, what indication we're looking at. What we ask the material to do is obviously add strength to a repair, but we, we do that in a non-rigid way. It was purpose-built to have some flexibility and flexibility that is elastic in the sense that you can stretch it, let it go, and it comes back. So it has rebound. It doesn't just kind of creep and, and stay. It will to a certain point, but it's really got to get, you know, well over 100% elongation before you start to see any deformation. So it's, it's really clever material. The second piece of that, though, is, is Dr. Peterson's challenge to make sure that you give this back over to the body. So we've got the mechanicals and that sort of stuff with this material to, to kind of address that acute phase, support the repair, don't put the repair at risk, allow kinematics to kind of be in play and get, the, get these patients up and going without feeling like they're risking what the doctor just spent a lot of time and a lot of money to put back together, right? right. But down the road, how do we give this back to the body in a, in a manageable way? And so this material was designed to dissolve away. It's not an enzymatic breakdown. It's a water breakdown over four to six years. And the mechanical properties and everything trail in line with that. In the midst of that, part of the, the textile piece is dialing in a porosity and in a cellular acceptance so that fiberglasts are happy to come in, integrate into the material very quickly. But, and over time, these the cells will proliferate and end up replacing that material over this time period. But it's a very in unison dance, right? So we're there to kind of be belt and suspenders very early on and then get into this transition role down the road that, you know, is intended to help create very healthy and, and linear connected tissue, but not in a way that it goes way too fast or never goes away in pursuit of that sweet spot of, helping with the acute phase, but also being there throughout the remodeling and, and just being kind of a part of that, that tissue with the intent that the body takes it back over. Gotcha. Well, thank you for that explanation. So at this point in time, where are you seeing the majority of the, the cases where Argalon is utilized? What would you say is, is the number one indication? For us, you know, I think the lateral ankle is a really big opportunity for us. Mm -hmm. I think if you... If you look at the statistics, sprained ankles are the number one reason for trips to the ER. Yeah. It's a tremendous amount of us that, I mean, I don't have a friend. You don't have a friend that hasn't sprained their ankle at some point, right? And Very only 20% of us end up needing surgery for that, but it's a, it's a super common injury. And so that's a big opportunity for us. And I think in that space, I think soft tissues right now, especially in the foot and ankle are kind of having their moment. Mm -hmm. And the plate and screws, and I got lots of buddies who've been in that, and they've done a good job developing that market over the last 15 years or so. But plate and screws are, are pretty good. I think the soft tissue side has really been left dormant. The fact that, you know, truthfully, we are, I think we are leading the cause in a material that is trying to do both things. It's the market by and large is segmented as either mechanical options or biological options, and we're kind of attempting to do both. And because of that, I think the lateral ankle just just on volume is a great place to start. But I think if you really get into deeper conversations, that the opportunity around the ankle is is vast. There's there's so many things that we are addressing with bony procedures that, in all actuality, are soft tissue procedures or mm -hmm. soft tissue problems. But without 
tools and materials that are developed specifically to address those. That, that's just kind of where we're at. And so I, th- I think that's where where we see long-term opportunity. But right now, I think I think the uh, stabilizing ankles is, is a place where we can, we can be helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you are right. I mean, as far as ankle sprains go, that's the, the a number one injury you hear occurring. And obviously ER visits and overall implantations or, or surgeries. How many has Ardalon had up to this point? If you can share that information and, you know, I just kind of get a, get a feel for your trajectory. So, I mean, what skews that answer for us is, I mean, I'm going to point back to cumulative and then we're probably pushing 60,000 patients. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, worldwide at this point. But to be fair, you know, there was a period of time there that was kind of in between the transition from Sweden to the U.S. and where we we kind of went away for a little bit for all practical purposes. You know, just wasn't a lot of a lot of stuff going on in the company. So I would say the last three or four years for us have been pretty exciting. I think we were moving in, in a very due north direction with kind of the things that we made. And I think. For us, one of those big game changers was going from a material that was a, a neat material, but when you walk in the OR and go, here's a material, you figure out how to leave it behind. Logistically, depending on who's carrying the product that day, because we have an independent sales force, we didn't have consistency of, we're going to use this anchor system, or we're going to use that anchor system. It was just created more thought. And I think in an OR today, efficiency matters. You, you don't need sure. If you can have fewer reps in the room, if you can have a cleaner way of doing things, those are all positives. And so we're in the midst of developing not just material piece, but the tools and, and fixation that mates with our products and moving forward. And I think for us, that, that has been a, a big improvement to greater access because some of the very obvious barriers of time and who's going to do what and how does this work with that anchor, those come down when you're kind of just providing the whole piece. And that's been a big part of our last year is really spending time with our physicians and being very dedicated to specific indications going, what do you need to do this well? And what do you not need? Let's get you exactly what you want and no more, no less. And then we'll go to the next indication and then kind of pursue the second, you know, that thing. So being focused on what we're trying to accomplish and trying to provide solutions that are very direct to that need has been a big change for us. And I think we're, we're able to demonstrate our value much more clearly and much more quickly by doing those sorts of things. Yeah. And thank you. And so I've had the opportunity to see Ardalon in action and was pretty impressed just with the flex band indication where everything was in one kit sterile. Can you talk a little bit about that, that packaging and, and, you know, because yeah. the, the logistics of that is, is pretty impressive. Well, I mean, I think, one, I just want to give credit to the other people in this, the other companies in this industry who have who've kind of shown the way of that. Like, I mean, companies like Arthrex and Smith and & Nephew, they've really shown that putting things together where it becomes very simple and, and reproducible for the surgeon, that is a winning philosophy, right? So we had great examples of what works and what people need to be successful day in, day out. For us, it was really kind of taking that and even tightening it up even more and getting even more specific. So for us to keep it very few instruments, but make those instruments be exactly what you need, it makes it easier for the scrub tech, makes it easier for our sales agents to pick up a technology and go deploy it in the OR. Because the other piece to this, Eric, is this foot and ankle sports 
conversation is most companies out there haven't been outside of maybe an Arthrex. The foot and ankle group has been very good at plates and screws, but the soft tissue side has not been as well educated or and the products weren't as integrated. So it hasn't been as obvious of a skill set for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So that's the other piece of really kind of streamlining these things and putting everything in a kit because it's not easy to just kind of start cobbling together. Well, let's get, you know, this anchor and, and the flex band and we're going to need some suture. And you really have to be a pretty savvy sports medicine rep to pull all that together. And a lot of our foot and ankle people aren't coming from that sports medicine background. So that was another kind of impetus was just not just surgeon have success, but the reps have success. The scrub techs have success. Everybody is more comfortable, the simpler that we make it. And that will be something that, that will continue to be challenged and feel accountable inside for us. That's our intent anyway. We'll we'll do some things really well at the gate. We'll have to adjust some things, but that, that's our intent. Gotcha. Well, I think you've done a great job in that. It is streamlined and it makes it very easy for the surgeon and the whole staff to utilize Artelon, which is great. Well, with that, all that being said, so I know you can't probably divulge too much, but just kind of looking in your crystal ball for... Ardalon moving forward, what are some things that we might keep our eyes out for? I love the question. It's something that we get up, you know, discussing every day. For us, our game plan is focus and, and specificity. I think for us, what you can expect to see is we're going to start looking at going down the line with key indications and redoing this thing that we kind of built around the lateral ankle or ATFL and looking at other opportunities in the ankle and going, okay, this is a problem. It's got a couple of you know, things that are okay, but how do we add to? You know, how do we improve? And to be fair, we've looked at a couple of places where we just looked at it and go, I don't, I don't think we can improve that right now. That's, you know, company X has done a pretty good job with that. So I think from us, what you'll see is us enter the near future, a few different indications. And, and once again, we'll build tools and procedures and things around that indication specifically. And that's, you know, I think the best thing we have going for us is we have a lot of people around that are smarter than we are. And so it's always um, a winning combination, putting these problems out there and go, okay, let's all figure out how this would make sense and fixing it a different way or a better way. And so that's where we're kind of hanging our hat on, but being very specific in what we're doing is really what I think the near future holds for us. We are, you know, pretty laser focused in the, in the foot right now. Although on any given day, we, we do end up, in some cases the knee and shoulder by just by proxy but i think what sure. you'll see from our management team and our marketing and, and projective expertise is the foot and ankle focused and it's going to be very indication specific as to where we're where we're driving well great to hear and again thank you for giving us a little look into the future if there's a surgeon listening or somebody listening in the audience and wants to learn more about artelon where should they go Kind of our home base is Artelon.com is, is kind of the, you know, the catch-all. You can really rabbit hole history and science and indications and surgical techniques and everything there. We kind of have a secondary site that we're building around some of the some of our ATFL ankle kit products. It's called SprainedAnkle.com. That's a little more customer-facing. We have, you know, patient testimonials and things like that there. But th- that's really the two website areas try to stay fairly active on LinkedIn. And then some of that feeds out into Facebook and some other places. So those are kind of the non-committal places to check us out and that sort of thing. We're beyond that though. We're, we're highly engaged group. 
if you want to look me up on LinkedIn and send me direct messages or anyone on our team, that's something we we really look to do as well. We we like human interaction. So go at your own pace if you want with the websites. If you want specific information or specific questions answered, reach out to me or any of our team directly. And it can be questions from us if you want to talk to you know, some of the people we work with that have good experience and different, different ideas, different things we can, we can help with that too. Well, that's great. Well, thank you very much for that information. And thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule today to come on the Ortho Idea podcast. I really appreciate it. And what we'll do is also, I was going to say, you're all, I would imagine going to be at AOFAS in Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's surgeons listening. They can stop by the booth and and visit you there. So again, Jansen, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I really appreciate it. And we'll look to have you come on in the future when you have some new things coming into the pipeline. Eric, I appreciate it, man. And kudos to you for doing this kind of thing. I mean, I was thinking about this this morning. There's reasons to do business, right? And some of the reasons are commercial, but there's also those of us that on our best day, we wake up feeling with a responsibility and what you've taken on here. I've view as you feeling like there's a responsibility to communicate and share and collaborate with ideas and push all of us push each other to be better. And this is a great venue to do that. So I appreciate the work you put in. Well, thanks, Jansen. I really appreciate it. Those are very kind words. Thank you. And it's been a lot of fun. It's been informative. And like you said, just having this platform, allowing companies, individual surgeons to come on and talk about you know what they're doing and why and their passions. It's been a lot of fun and it's going to be a fun ride. I know that. For sure. Well, again, thanks, Jansen. I really appreciate your time. Appreciate it, Eric. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Ortho Idea Podcast. If you would like to learn more about the technologies discussed, please visit www.orthoidea.com.